Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Titans up there at the Horizon League. Coach Davis, man, how's things up there in the D, man? It's getting better. It's getting better. You know, there's so much uncertainty in the air this year with the season. Uh, we testing three times a week starting this week, so hopefully everybody can test okay. You got there right, Coach. And, Coach, for you, man, you know, I know, you know, you first took the job, man. You knew you had some issues that you had to work through, man. So how's it feel now knowing the postseason band's over with now that you can actually – sell kids on playing ball pass see conference season now and they got kids say hey we have a chance at detroit to go, go play some ball now in our team tournament whatever now well you know the first year we got it so late then the next year we go on probation and this really is our first year and to be honest with you uh we was able to recruit on the almost almost on the same playing field as most people because no one could go out and recruit with, with the virus going out and so we was able to sign who I think is three or four really good players and come in and help us immediately. And, um, you know, practices is, is, is the way I envision it to be, you know, from the start. But this is the first year that it feels like it's our first year, to be totally honest with you. This is our first year. And so uh, the guys are kind of buying into what we're doing. Uh, right now we have about 85% of buy-in. And once we get it to 100%, then we'll be okay. But uh, I'm enjoying it. You know, we had two years of struggle because of the uh, the, the the lateness of it and the, and the violations. I mean, not the violations, but the probation that we had. And it's difficult to recruit players anywhere. And if you're on probation, it's very tough to get them. And Coach, for listening on the stand, when you have coaching changes, multiple coaching changes, and kids transferring out, it's not really your fault coming in. What happens, you know, because they can go in the way they want to go. Listen on understanding the way you and I do. Explain to them how the, 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 all is more to it than this. They don't try and end up handling business at Detroit. It's more to it than just what's on the surface of it. Well, when you get a job, a lot of times you get it because the guy before you may have gotten a job somewhere else and he's gotten a job somewhere else because they had success. Uh, you may get a job because they may let someone go because they wasn't, they, they didn't have the success. And, and here, I think the, the, the coach I replaced, he was in a rebuilding mode. And so uh, he was in the midst of a rebuilding mode. But then when, when he let, when he left, uh, a lot of the guys didn't even come back. They transferred other places. Uh, even before I got the job, they, they started transferring. And so, 
you know, to have a basketball team, you really need to have players that you know uh, how they played and uh, you recruited them, you brought them in and, and you able to change the culture sometime quickly. But the, the second year for us really set us back before our first year. Our first year was a definite setback, but the second year put us way behind because we ended up signing uh, players that we knew that was good kids and worked hard. But as far as, you know, being able to compete for a conference championship, it was going to be very difficult. And I think some people sometimes, they, uh, everywhere I've been, you know, we've turned around pretty quickly, uh, but you're able to go in and recruit well. And so uh, when I got to Texas Southern, my first year, we was on probation, but we didn't get that probation until September of, of my first year. So the kids was already in school that was going to play. So we ended up missing the postseason, but the next year we was off of it. But it's very difficult to recruit and establish a program uh, when it's a lot of other stuff going on with it. Oh, definitely, Coach. Let's go back to March here, man. You know, it kind of, everything kind of went crazy in March. So for your players going through the COVID situation and coming down on them, probably on spring break, being at home for good, going from on campus to virtual learning, how was that for you and your staff trying to get your young men prepared for what was ahead coming for them from going from what they were used to to having a whole new environment being going to school from home there? Well, we didn't know how serious it was, to be honest with you, because there wasn't enough data out there to kind of tell you. So we thought it was something that was serious, but we didn't know how deep it was. And so as far as the masks and all that stuff going on, you know, our kids end up going home, but they were just kind of happy to go home. Um, and we thought they would be back, to be honest with you. We, we thought they would go home for a couple of weeks and then come back. And then once they made the decision that they wasn't coming back, uh, everything was online and everything was a phone call. I'm, I'm just not getting used to the Zooms. You know, I've been doing Zoom uh, all summer, but, uh, uh, it was it was very difficult because, you know, to get them to understand how serious it was, and then with all the other stuff going on in the world, it was just the most difficult year, a difficult time that not only me, but I think for 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 the world have ever experienced since I've been alive, and so um, making sure the kids did the academics. You know, making sure the kids stayed away from crowds and because some young kids don't feel like they can get it. You know, they do get it, they, they can survive it. But it's trying to explain to them that you may survive it, but you may bring it home to your grandparents or your parents or someone that's sick and they may not be able to survive it. So it was a lot of stuff that we had to learn throughout this experience with the COVID. Um, but again, we still learn it every day because we, we don't know uh, who has you can't look at them and tell uh, just just I've always kept my hands washed and clean and all that stuff always you know I've been like a German folk for a long 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 time but just to explain to your players even now you know don't go to a restaurant don't go to a party uh, make sure you keep your mask on it's, it's it's constantly the world has changed the world has changed and you know I'm I'm looking more for the safety of our players uh, in our community than anything 
up there, right? Because I'm here in Atlanta, it's wide open. And guys going to the clubs, going to restaurants, bars, having concerts and things of that nature. And, you know, Gretchen Whitmer up there where you're at, she ain't playing that. We ain't having that here in, in Michigan. So how how do you square it up with young men who come from different parts of the country with different rules that when they get the debate to you, where they're like, hey, this is what we're going to do here. Whatever you did at home, we ain't doing it no more. Because I know guys from Atlanta telling their coaches, well, it's open in Georgia, but it, everywhere else ain't like, ain't like it is here. Well, it's all about buying in. You know, you can buy in as a team. You can buy in uh, uh, as a community. You can buy in as a country. And you have to buy in to what's going on in this world. Uh, to, to give you a, a funny, no, it's not a funny story, but it is a funny story. Uh, told our guys about not going out to a restaurant. So I live downtown. Uh, so where I, where I park, uh, it's a buttered pizza right where I park. So my, my oldest son and I, he ride me every day. We get out the car, I'm walking to my apartment, and he sees three of our players sitting in the in the buddies. After I just told them not to go out, you know, and eat. And so uh got on the phone real quick, hit him up on, you know, and of course they said, Well, we weren't gonna eat we we're just in the ordering buddies. You don't need to be in, in inside of any restaurant, ordering anything, you know. And so it needs to be a carryout. But but just to show you how, you know, what you say sometimes really goes in one and out the other because they're going to do what they want to do and you have to buy in everything because you know it's, it's about 25 programs right now shut down through the virus most definitely yep and i talked to a coach who had who wanted kevin baggett rider he has talked to him about it like you can't do nothing you know he's not going to play his game next week because his guy's been on quarantine so you got to worry about that you shutting down 14 days and switching the guy to come out and play you know, I don't know how far you are, but, you know, he can't install his offenses. He's got basic stuff in. He can't really install stuff because of the quarantine. So how are you trying to tell your young men, hey, one slip-up could be us not playing four games potentially. And, you you know, so that's so serious, Coach. Anything you do could harm the team and yourself. Well, you know, some programs have been able to practice even in the summertime, you know, but we couldn't do anything. Even when school started, we couldn't do anything as a team. They only go in there like two at a time and shoot. You have to wear the mask and you have to be separated all over the court. And so, you know, we, we were so far behind from that standpoint. And so this is my opinion. I thought that since everybody's going home for Thanksgiving and not coming back, you know, I thought we should have moved the season back to December. So now you give it, you give it Thanksgiving weekend, you give it from Thanksgiving weekend a week and a half or ten or twelve days after that to start the season because now you're not tempted to go to parties, you're not around anyone but but the basketball team on your campus. Some schools have football, but the football and basketball have totally different uh, areas that they go to. The football stage, the football locker room, and all that stuff is totally different from the basketball. But when you have basketball in the basketball arena, you're going to have soccer, uh, all the people coming throughout your gym and everything. So they should have moved everything back until December because there's really no timetable to get it in when you think about it because, yeah, it's March Madness. But like Rick Pitino said, it could be May Madness. It could, you know, it, it could be moved back until school is out. This is different times. So, so now you've got 25 teams. Like you said, they can't even practice. So if, if you can't practice for 14 days, two two whole weeks, how are you going to be able to come out and perform? You know, you so. asking for an, a knee, a hamstring, a groin, an ankle. You 
asking for it. Yep, you asked him. You're right. You're right. You're definitely <laughs> right. You're definitely right. And and that's not going into the. There's no need to rush this deal. Uh, when you're going to have everybody gone on Thanksgiving. And when you say everybody going on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is on a Thursday. So everywhere I've ever been, no one ought to have to go to school on Monday and Tuesday of Thanksgiving. They gone. Yep. They gone. The weekend before Thanksgiving, everybody's going home. So now if you just planted December the 5th or December the 6th, the first game, now those teams right now that that is in quarantine, they wouldn't be in quarantine. I mean, even they was in quarantine, they'll still be okay. It started in December, and they wouldn't miss any games. Exactly. And for guys like you in the Horizon League, you have to raise money for your, for the non-revenue sports. And so, they pull, and Coach, I've seen some of these contracts that the firefighters are throwing out there with these COVID clauses. If you have fans, this number. If you don't have fans, this number. So it's not even really, really, really worth, your, worth your while to do it. So you're already putting guys like yourself in a, in a bind because you're the race money for non-revenue sports. So... I just feel for you guys, Coach, because these guys who are thinking about money and thinking about you guys like yourself who are, who are the have-nots, per se, and what the haves of the Power 5 conferences. Well, I gave back personally $200,000 of my money back to the program so my coaches could be paid. You know, we have a couple of coaches that are paid through a certain, certain fund, and so I put that money in that fund for them to be able to get paid. And, and at this point, I don't want to play in front of any fan. You know, because they don't have enough data to say how you can and can't get it. If, if five people in the, in the stadium and they're cheering, you don't know how far it's going to travel. You know, Definitely. You don't know. So, so, so why take a chance of playing in front of fans for this year, this year? You know, and so we we got to go play in an event. I just found out yesterday that in the Kentucky event, they're giving out 40 tickets to each team. And he got three thousand fans coming in. That, that, that's to me, it's not worth doing it. It's not worth doing it because don't have anybody in there. If you can have NFL games and you have a bubble with nobody in there, then then college basketball shouldn't be no different. You got that right. You got that right. And you got them these old gyms, coach. The ventilation, because you know the Falcons here play home games with people in the stands, but it's an open roof in the, here at the, at the stadium here. You know, so you have to buy ventilation as well because some of these gyms ain't feeling like the way you should be. He was chanting, coughing, and screaming, emitting particles in the air. So I'm with you, Coach. It's not safe because I have asthma. So I, I, I know I, I'm already fearful. I got asthma myself. So, Coach, I'm with you. It's no fans. Safety is safety first. Not trying to just force get money any way you can. Yeah, definitely safety first. Definitely safety first. And again, you have to be really careful who you're around because you'll know who they're around. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a scary time, but we have to respect it. We have to respect it with the utmost respect because this is life or death when it comes to this virus. You got that right, Coach. And, and, and speaking of that, Coach, for you guys, you're, you're young men, you have in your roster. How do you talk to them about social justice going on with the murder of George Floyd, what happened here in Atlanta, with Ray Sharp Boots and Amara Arbery in South Georgia? So, how, Brad, I'll tell you, how do you talk there about that with your young men on Zoom? I keep them their minds sharp about what's going on around them as well, so they can understand. Hey, the ways of the world, the world, the world is messed up in many ways, and we just we got to deal with and how, and how they should move when they come across a police or whoever, so they can be safe and be alive. Well, I think the George Floyd thing was a total, total disaster. You know, it was unfortunate. But it's something that, that most black people have experienced throughout their lives anyway. You know, when when we see, a, I, I told a friend of mine, 
uh, a white friend of mine that when we see the police, our thought process is totally different from theirs. Mm -hmm. you know, when I, see the officer, I make sure my seatbelt is on. I make sure I put my plink on. You know, I'm thinking about, man, I hope he don't stop me. If he stop me, I got to make sure my hands and everything. And when they get when, when they get stopped, they think about the insurance going up. The, the insurance is the last thing across our mind. We see a police officer. So I just think with, with what, I, what I've told my players and, you know, I've stayed away from a lot of things with them because, you know, it's hard to – my thing is when the police officer stop you, you should give them the most up respect that you can. You know, and, 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 and it's no different than, than when you're working for someone, you have to give, give your, uh, leaders, your leaders or whoever the utmost respect. You know, even if you don't agree sometime with, with what they're doing or what they're saying, you know, you don't want to put yourself in that situation. You want to get back home. And so I've talked to them about that. I've even talked to them about, you know, you, you can be a police officer in what, in six months? Or, or, six or, months. And so we need to change that. We, you know, it, it's like I'm coaching players sometimes, and it takes them, so they, they see you, but they truly understand what I'm saying about basketball. And they've been in basketball since so they've been in seven to eighth, nine, ten years old. So most police officers sometimes don't decide to be a police officer until he's in 11th, 12th grade when they say, well, what am I going to do for a living? Okay, let's be a police officer. So it, we need to gain way more experience for someone to be a police officer than just to give you six months out. Because six months out, it's hard to do anything six months out and be really good at it. And, and being a police officer is, is, is a, one of the most dangerous jobs that you can do because you don't know who you're coming across. You don't know what's on their mind. You know, and I take my hat off to a lot of police officers because some of the things that they do in the neighborhood, they got to go in a situation that, that they have to face. You know, I, I know I couldn't do it, you know. And so we have to respect each other on both sides, knowing that their mindset is a little different than other people's mindset. It's kind of like being a football player. Being mean, a football player, if you are physical, you you got to be physical. I don't care if you yes, are whatever your mindset is sometimes it's totally it's totally different from let's say a baseball player a basketball player even though basketball is a physical sport man, every play you see football somebody pushing and shoving each other like i mean like almost every possession and so the police officer mindset is 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 is, is, is different from um, from anyone because they're walking into danger all the time even when they pull the car over it's dangerous got that right, Coach. You, you, you see speaking to the choir because for me, I play football, so my mind says do your job. But I tell my staff, do your job. Uh, you worry about your role. I worry about this role over here. So even in my mid-30s, in my mind, I'm still training that football where you do your job. You don't worry about this, man. You do what you, you got to do for, for the show. I'll take care of that else. So even now, that's still in my mind in my mid-30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's been there. If you wasn't like that, then you wouldn't be able to play football because the, the left tackle, the, the left guard, everybody got an assignment. You know, you may have to block the linebacker. That, that, that may be your responsibility. So you can't be worried about the defensive back. You worry about, about the linebacker or the tight end or whatever it may be. So, you know, you have to be able to buy in and understand the mindset of the situation that you're in to be able to handle it. Yeah, and I feel like that's helped me a lot of my career in, in, in radio with just because I worry about what I, I can control, control the controllables, and I can't worry about and I can't control because I play wide receiver coach. So 
I, I, I never knew when the ball came my direction. I could be open. <laughs> Who knew the ball come my way or not? I don't know. I uh, be ready when it comes my way, right? Read man, 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 a zone or a crack block, or whatever. So like you said, I'm do, I'm that do your job person. I don't worry about the next man got going on. I worry about Jr. show. I don't worry about the next man's show or who doing what. I'm going to do what I got to do over here. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You have to make sure that you run your route and not somebody else's route. <laughs> you got you know. that right. Yes, indeed. And then Coach told us about this, man. You know, uh, Detroit showed up uh, in the election, man. A lot of guys in Detroit showed up and showed out, man. A lot of people up there, man, in Wayne County there, man. So talk about that, man, and getting your players registered to vote and getting them engaged, so specifically engaged the way they were this year up there in the, in the D. Well, I told our guys, you know, it's up to them who they want to vote for, you know, how they want to vote. It's, it's to me, it's more of secrecy. You know, if you, if you talk about politics and religion, you know, uh, it takes a really strong person, it takes a really strong person to have different views politically and religiously to be still on the same page when it's all over with. You know, I'll I give an example. My most disappointed thing is just like a lot of black people now going on air saying, how could you vote for Trump? You know, if you win that vote, you vote for Trump. I can't respect you. But you're never going to agree on everything. You know, you, you never gonna agree on everything. So how can I how can I disrespect you for doing something that you believe in and now I can't support you anymore? That's as to me, that's not good because we're trying to get black people to move forward and move ahead. And now we even back to being divided on things. If I voted for Biden, if I voted for Trump, then we still once this thing is over, we still gotta come back together. And, 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 and understand what we need to do to be successful as a race. And so when I hear black leaders say that, you know, how can you do this? And I'm like, come on, you know, um, we should be divided just because my views are different from yours. You know, let, let's come together, you know? And so uh, uh, I, I saw one article where it said, don't support all the celebrities that went for Trump. How can we not support each other? You know, no matter who you went for, how can we not support each other? They had their reasons. You know, everybody had their reasons for doing what they want to do. And my thing to my basketball team, that I, I'm tell, I told them, I'm never going to tell you what to do. I'm never going to tell you how to go, you know, because now we're a team. And now once you get all that stuff going, that's going to divide you as a team. And we're never going to be a team. You see what I'm saying? So we, we, we're never going to be a team. And just because where you from is different from where I'm from. I have to explain to you who I am, where I'm from, but now you have to try to understand me like I'm trying to understand you and never gonna hold that against you. And right now we're holding against each other for whoever went the other way that they didn't agree on them going with. And that's, and that's, and that's no better than the situation that we was in because now we speaking hatred amongst each other and now we should be coming together more than ever. That's what I told them about talk about my selection coaches that intra-racism that has between light and black people, light and dark, or where it's country versus rural or urban. So even in the hotel community, you know, you got that monolithic thing that I know, they're all different, you know, because though I'm Dominican and black. So I, I understand about, hey, I'm from the Caribbean. I said, brother, we all came from Africa. I just got dropped off in the Caribbean. My people did, <laughs> you know? So, you know, my folks came from Ghana, got dropped off in the, in the DR. My mom got dropped off in Florida. So it's like, you know, 
we all came from the same place. We can't have this between Latinos and black people. White, we all got to find a common ground, coach. And I feel like people too many times just say, I'm going to go in my little silo. That's all I'm going to go with. You know, thankfully with this radio show, I, I, can, I can talk to all people and bring, give us all perspective. I, I, I mean, it's rare that you be black and Latino at the same time like, like I am. I can talk to both sides. So, like, you know, so hopefully, Houston, short down this platform I had, I can show people that, hey, it's not all the same as, as it's portrayed in the, main, in the media. We are, we're all different, and have our, but we all have commonality as well. Exactly. I, I totally agree. You know, it's like it's like what's going on in in the in the rap world. You know, I'm not a rapper. I'm not. I mean, I don't really listen to rap music. To be honest with you, I really listen to music. But there are so many of these young guys that are so talented. I mean, like really talented. And now they out there killing each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know, I'm disappointed. But I don't know where they came from. I mean, I I never been where they've been uh, experienced what they experienced. But I do know killing each other is wrong for us. You know, I do know when a a, a young rapper uh, makes you know, so much money that he's able to take care of his family. I mean, let's let, let's let's come together and take that to another level. You know, like 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 a totally different level. Some guys should be getting together, man, and and buying um buying a, 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 a something similar to a Costco or, or Sam's and, and putting it in their community where their money can, I mean, just, just their, their money can stay in the community and help the community. Uh, now you, now you, it's not a hood anymore. It's, it's, it's not a hood. It's something special, you know, but they, we, they, they can have a version of a Chick-fil-A or, 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 or Macy's or whatever, you know, if they come together and understand that the power that they're creating, uh, we can be a, a, a different race. It could be another level. But you know, again, they battle against each other. They threaten each other. And it's no different than people coming on talking about, I'm, I'm hate you if you voted for Trump. How can you do that? You know, instead of saying, okay, we got, we got a new a new president coming every four years. New president coming every four years. Now, we need to find out what they're going to do for us, what they're going to do for our community. You know, and now right. we need to figure out, okay, we got all these boxers and rappers and athletes and all this. What are we going to do for us? What are we going to build? You know, let, let's, I teach my team. I talk to my team all the time about the stock market, investing in the stock market. You know, what's this, what's that? You know, uh, a couple of my guys got Robin Hood, where they go on and, you know, and they, but, but, but those are kind of things that we need to generate through our people if the rappers knew the power that they had, wow, it'd be scary if they knew the power that they had. But we exactly. need to be able to come together in all walks of life, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm experienced enough to understand, man, I can forgive you today, no matter what, I can forgive you and try to move past it if it's for the benefit of, uh, of, of our race. We don't have a code, you know, as a people, we, we, we don't have a code. You got you know, that right. Of a, I'm never talking to you again. How can you ever do that? Instead of coming together, sitting down, and seeing what's best for us, what's best for our community, you know. And, and and I have black players, white players. You know, I don't treat them any different. I give them the same conversation, and I want these guys to respect each other, respect their views, what they have. If you can't respect their views, then don't get involved with it. Don't 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 get that deep with it, because as a basketball team, you know. Our survival is to win games and win championships. But but your survival in life is to be able to understand people that you're going to be around that's from a different culture than what you're from. 
and coach, you speak you speaking so much truth because you know, for me, I didn't meet my first white kids when I was seven years old playing travel baseball in Atlanta. <laughs> it took me playing baseball to meet my first white kid at seven years old in in, in, in nineteen ninety four. So sports for me has brought me to cook up people for who's not black or not Latino. It's taught me about other races. Sports is, is so good for that coach. Show you about the diversity of the world because we're all trying to play for a common goal, winning a game together. Forget where we came from, but we all have a common theme to win this game and score more than that. This other person's gonna score. So I feel like sports is so many ways to bring us all together, teach us about each other's backgrounds and lives because it's needed, coach, in this world today. It just definitely it just, it just think what you said. You met your first white person when you were seven years old. Wow. That's 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 a long time. You know, and so as you met them and, and throughout your your interaction with them throughout your, your sports world, you, you you had a chance to kind of have a conversation with them that you wouldn't normally have with them at a high school or whatever if you never knew how they were because you, most of all, you probably go your own separate way. You sit at your own table uh, during uh, um, uh, lunchtime and, you, and you're hanging out in your own little areas during the break time and your classes, you just focus on that. But sports, I, I can say in sports, you all on the same page. If I got to help you, if I got to block you, if if, if I got to block you out, if I got to make a pass to you, you know, it, it's all about the, the 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 greater of the team being successful. And now, you know, you have a bond for the rest of your life. For the rest of your exactly. life, you always know you played with Johnny. You always know that you played with Bill and Bob and and Joe. You always know that you played with those guys. And also, it's blessed coach to be able to make the all-star team so I could go for travel and see. Because if you, we played the season, you was around all, all everybody's neighborhood, right? You get picked the all-star team, you got to go travel travel with different – I'm going to Macon, Georgia, going down to Tifton, Georgia, Albany, Georgia. This I never thought about going to in my life, living in Atlanta, right? <laughs> so, so going to do that, man, playing travel basketball as well. So for me, it was all good. So I, I, I I mean, I was like, okay, it's okay, it's different, right? You know, because I ain't never been in this nobody where I grew up in the hood, where I grew up at, over by the stadium, by the city where I grew up in. So I never knew it. Saw these people over there beyond what I knew. So football, basketball, baseball, and tennis taught me about different, different, different people, different countries, different races. Because for me, that's why now it don't bother me, coach. I'm not doing anybody, coach, because I can been I've been around since I was a child, seven years old and up. And that's and that's the reason that you are understanding about a lot of things throughout your interaction. Even even driving, even driving to Tipton, Georgia was an experience for you. You look around, you see the town, you see the people, you probably say, wow, I've never seen these many people in my life, you know? So, so it's, it's a totally different experience. But that's why, again, I talk to my team, and I tell them, I'm never telling you who to vote for. I'm never, I'm never gonna tell you who to vote for because, you know, you vote for what you believe in, don't adopt what I believe in, you know, you do what you do, but respect everyone. And, and and if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out, then respect who's there. And 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 and, and it, it's no different than bringing in a new coach. If I bring in a new coach, I got to be all in for the new coach. Got to mm-hmm. be all. In. I'm not all in. We got no chance of winning. You got that yeah. right, coach. You're so right about that. Well, Coach Davis. Gonna catch up with your coach. It's been fun to talk to you about life and basketball, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what you got to do this year, man. I like the hat too. I like that hat you got too, man. That hat clean, coach. I tell you what, I got my little mask that I got. It's like an old school mask, and and it's like I, I told my guys, I gotta get me a new mask 
Because it's like an old school, like I'm getting get a little rob somebody. Or something. Let it cake somebody, Coach. Let it cake somebody. <laughs> but uh, man, I always appreciate you. I always appreciate you. And thank you again for having me on. Uh, and just well wishes and stay safe. Coach, you do the same, man. I'll be cheering for you guys on that for real, Coach. Okay, thanks a lot. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right, it's my name for the Boston Show, people. Check them out in Detroit Mercy. See you, Coach. All right. All right, see you later. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube